got a lot to do. We've been doing a lot over the past few years. we got a lot more to do. Guys, I want to see this room full and not because we want to tell people we got a full room. I want to see a room full where people know in the Metroplex we are doing something. That we are changing lives and we are doing something. And I'm excited about what that means and I'm excited to be your pastor and I'm excited. You guys don't know that it takes a village to do this. We have amazing pastors in the service. We've got Randall and we've got Don. Yep, come on, stand, let them see you. Don, Miss Don, yep. My husband, Jeff Jones, and usually Chris Denny is in here with us. We, yes, we have an amazing crew. Um, and then we've got our, our uh, head honcho in the back, the person that really runs the show. She's talking right now. I don't know what she's doing back there. Veronica, will you wave at him? There she is. Yeah. Yeah. Woo. So thank you. And I want to say thank you so much for the emails and the text messages and the messenger messages and Facebook. And I thank you for that. And Cody, I'm so glad to see you. Hi, friend. Um, what an honor um, it is for me. You have to know that, that Kenan was one of my best friends since we were literally born. And um, to come um, and preach with Stan Copeland, first of all, hello. Is there anything any better than hearing a sermon from Stan Copeland? Right? Holy moly. Um, I did tell him, uh, I've told you all this a couple of times, but I'm serious. I'm like, you've got to teach me, though, how to cry pretty, because when I preach and cry, it is not pretty. It's not. We are in a series for Advent. I'm loving this series called Wish. And most of you wrote this series. You answered some questions online or you filled out a card that gave us some of your wishes for the year. What are you looking forward to in your family, in your life, in your world, and in your church? I loved the answers. I got to look through them all. What's interesting is, you know what the number one answer was in every category? Every category of that wish list, you know what it was? Peace. Peace in my family. Peace in my life. Peace in the church. Hello? And peace in my world. Peace. A word that just sounds peaceful within itself, but it's a word that when it's absent, we all know it, don't we? We all know it when it's absent. Last week we talked about hope and what that means. But today what I would like to do is unwrap a little bit of peace. And I have to tell you, I know some of you are sitting there going, I heard this a million times, and you probably have, so I'm probably not going to tell you something you didn't know, but I hope I'm telling you something today that reminds you. Because looking through this sermon and writing this was a huge reminder for my life personally. I'm going to read today, if you want to stand with me, I'm going to read from Isaiah. I love Isaiah. Isaiah is a prophet. So you have to remember, Jesus hasn't come yet. So he is telling us what's about to happen. And we're going to start in chapter 9, and we're going to start with verse 6. And it says, a child is born to us. A son is given to us. 
and authority will be on his shoulders and he will be named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, and Prince of Peace. There will be a vast authority and endless peace for David's throne and for his kingdom, establishing and sustaining it with justice and righteousness now and forever. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. They say, I love this, they say that peace is not the absence of conflict but the presence of God. Now, nobody hallelujahed on that. What's wrong with y'all? That was good. They say that peace is not the absence of conflict, but the presence of God. Isaiah knew that the prince of peace would come and he would change everything. And the first point I want to make today is that God showed us that true peace by the birth of a baby is not so peaceful. Yeah, think about it. Let's just start with this story. We make it beautiful and church can make it lovely and we set these gorgeous nativities. But here's the deal. Joseph wasn't his dad yet. Mary wasn't married There was no room in the inn. The angels are peering to people in their sleep. I don't know about you, but that's not peaceful to me. A baby is crying in a manger that's stuck. And they're having to flee for their own lives because they know if they don't get to where they need to be, they're going to be killed or their baby will be. This isn't a peaceful story. This isn't a story that brings all the happy and the beautiful Hallmark moments. Yes, I love me some Hallmark. This wasn't one of those that had the five-point plot, as my boys always are pointing out to me. This was a story that there really was nothing that would bring redemption but that baby. There's nothing in this story that said, oh, isn't that beautiful? If you've had a baby, well, I have to tell you, when you have a baby, there are no words to describe what those babies look like when they're born. And you can tell me all day yours was pretty. I know better. (laughs) Peace is when everything around us isn't working out. Peace is a gift that we can open this holiday season right where we are in our lives. Peace is something that we can tangibly see Hold on to. Peace is something that is for every single person in this room. And some of you may look at me and say, Didi, you don't know the horror that I live in and the peace that I don't ever feel. 
But here's what I promise you today. You can. You can understand peace in a deeper level and you can feel peace like you have never felt before. That's the reason scripture said that when the Prince of Peace came, he brought a peace that would pass all understanding. Okay, so here goes the part of the sermon I wasn't that crazy about. Sometimes peace doesn't look like what we think it should. Like, I know I've got my little bubble wrapped up exactly in the way, Randall, I think peace should look like. You know, if this would happen, and this would happen, and this would happen, God, it's like I feel like sometimes I'm Elizabeth standing at the tomb when Lazarus died and said, hey, Jesus, if you'd have just been here, he wouldn't be dead. (laughs) Jesus, if you'd just have been here, there would be some peace in here. Jesus, if you would just show up, this world would get it together. Jesus, if you would just show up, my relationship would be okay. Here's the deal. He did show up. But sometimes peace looks a little bit different than I thought it should look. Many of us are praying for peace in some situation. Every one of us are. Maybe it's for someone. Maybe it's for something. Maybe it's for peace of mind, peace at work, peace in your ministry. Maybe some of you are longing for peace, for something that you need, and you have been asking God for a long time. When our peace is out of whack, everything is out of whack, right? When there's this absence of peace, we know it. We feel it. We know it. Like we know it to our core. When our peace is out of whack with our family, Things just don't feel right. Our jobs, our friendships. But I found this old picture. Now I want to tell you what I think peace looks like for us today. I'm going to have Jackie put that picture up there. Can you tell? It's an old picture. It's as clear as I could get it. But if you look right in the middle of this crazy waterfall, there's a bird sitting there with her babies. What? When I think of what peace in our world looks like today, this is what I think peace looks like. That bird has no care in the world, and it is pouring like a flood all around her. And she has no interest in moving that nest. We all want to move the nest, right? We all want to get it out of the path of what is going on. We all figure we know a better place than where it's at. But true peace is just living like this and knowing that, you know what, it may be coming down around me, but God's got me right here. God's got me right here. Then I thought of another picture. And this picture was one that I stared at a lot of times. This is Hurricane Katrina. And at the time of Hurricane Katrina in 2005, my mom and my aunt and my uncle, it was, they, they had this home in Gulfport, Mississippi. And guys, going to their house was like going to a sitcom version of the Golden Girls. I'm really not kidding. You can ask Jeff. It's the truth. It was hilarious. They all had their own room. 
huge room, sitting room, bathroom, and they would meet in a common area downstairs to have a music room, dining room, and kitchen. And they all decided when their spouses passed away to move to Mississippi and live together. Well, when mom moved out there, she moved out there not long uh, before Jeff and I got married. When she moved, um, for some reason, during that time, it seemed like Hurricane Row was happening. And by the time, a lot of people didn't even realize this, by the time Hurricane Katrina hit, there had been nine different warnings for hurricanes in this area. So when Hurricane Katrina hit, my 78-year-old mom was just hanging out at home. And then they decided, oh, when warnings and sirens went off, they decided we better go. So what happened was my mom and my aunt and my uncle and my mom, my 70-year-old, 8-year-old mom driving, they got caught in this hurricane. And my mom had her cell phone. She had told me, she said, now listen, she said, we're leaving, and I'll let you know where we end up. Five days later, I heard from my mom. But here's what I learned through this story. <laughs> a, my mom can drive backwards, can drive a Lincoln Town car backwards down I-49. That's the first thing I learned. Water was literally coming in through the back doors of their car. We had to get rid of that car. It smelled so bad from mildew. But what I learned is that when you walk through a storm, all of a sudden there is this peace that comes over, and it's the eye of the storm. And when you're in the eye of that storm, it's a calm. I don't know if you've ever been in the midst of one, but it is a calm. And I mean, it comes to a stop. It's almost eerie what happens in the eye of that storm. And, and there's this scientific reason they'll tell you about it when you read about it, but it's this vortex that happens, and in the midst of it, it just stops. But if you go north, south, east, west, any other direction, you know where you're going to end up back in the storm. And, and that eye just moves, that eye never leaves until the storm begins to break up. But here's what I've learned in life is that sometimes we walk through the storm and we come to this place of good peace. It's almost eerie. How many have said, oh my goodness, everything's going really good. Please don't let the other shoe drop yet. But what God reminds us about this is that we can keep going because we've already done it once. We can do it again. We can do it again till we get out of the storm. We don't even have to stay in the eye of the storm. We can get out because God has already shown us, A, we can do it, and B, we can do it again. You've already been there. And my third point that I want to bring is one that was like a real ouch moment for me today, and then Rafe, of course, has to say it again is that sometimes God uses us to bring the peace. Sometimes God uses us to bring the peace. I know, I know. 
I saw a couple of you turn to your partner and start laughing like, yeah, that's not the one that brings the peace. Or some of you went, yeah, peace out. when you have truly experienced the peace of God that passes all understanding, you want everybody to experience that. When you have truly felt the peace of God in a way that you have never experienced it before, you genuinely want everybody to experience that. And sometimes it does begin with me and you. If you want the world to change and you want your life and you want your family and you want your church and you want your world to have peace, then take the first step. So a couple of things as we get ready to close, I want to ask you. How will you unwrap peace this Christmas season? How will you be what brings peace? So here's what I was thinking about. One thing that we do is we bring a whole lot of peace that people need on December 20th when hundreds of homeless people will walk through these doors and they need to know that life gets better than this. They need to understand that right where they are, they are loved and they are accepted. And all of us have been in that place where we've needed that, right? Well, we get the opportunity to do that. So if you want to offer some peace, come be a part. Come help. Another opportunity, find someone this week and say, you know what? I just want you to know I love you. I'm so thankful you were in my life. I'm so thankful that you walked through the storm with me and we stood in the eye and then you walked the next part with me. I'm so thankful for you. And maybe some of you are going, you know what, it's the end of the year and I just need a do-over in my life. Maybe part of that do-over is working on a relationship. Maybe it's asking forgiveness. Maybe it's saying, you know what, I want to be there for you, and I don't want to just give lip service. I really want to be there. Because you want to be a part of someone's life not to bring chaos, but to bring to bring Because peace is not the absence of conflict, but it's the presence of the Lord. I'm thankful that in spite of me, the Prince of Peace was born. And when the Prince of Peace was born, he brought something 
that we could never put into words. He brought something that we could never fully understand. And he brought something that really would change our lives. And here's the deal. That is for you. That's not for everyone that knows every single scripture in the word or knows how to pray a beautiful prayer. That's for everyone that will just say, God, here I am. When he created you, the Prince of Peace created you in his image. Peace sometimes is a choice. Father, I thank you. I thank you that we are not alone. That we've never been alone when you sent your only son. The prince of peace. And Father, we don't always understand what that means in our life every single day when it feels like emotions are overwhelming. But what we do know is that sometimes it's really not about what we see. It's not about what we hear. It's not even about what we feel. God, it is about what we know. And that is you are a God that came to bring perfect peace. But let our eyes be open to know that it may not always look like what we think. It may not always be what we think it should be, but God, it is your perfect peace. Thank you, God. Thank you, God.